Welcome to episode 40 of Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn Tracy and with me as always is Mr Matt Leach. Hello. And only Matt Leach. Yes, today we have no guests because we are on episode 40. Right, and so if you're new to the show, every kind of 10 episodes we decide just to talk to each other. Yeah. Really, because we don't really get a chance to chat. No, and it's more of a bit of a recap. I guess it's a way for us to kind of go back through who we've talked to and what we learned from those things and lead mm. on with tangents as we tend to do anyway. I'm really looking forward to this because you have several pieces of paper in front of you and you're far more prepared than any guest we've ever had on the show. Um, <laughs> Am so I that, the guest? Yeah, awesome. Well, I feel like I'm the guest <laughs> because you're the Flynn. You've done all the research I've, this I've time. Actually, I've actually put some stuff together because I was, I was just thinking about, I guess it's a good, this season for us was a bit longer in the sense that... A lot of stuff happened and, you know, we couldn't do things when we wanted to do things and, you know, just I think everything kind of got pushed out a bit. Oh, in terms of like Timing. catching up with certain people at yeah, certain times. Yeah, all that and, sort of stuff. So I guess I yeah. started just looking back and kind of thinking about who we did have on. Right. Um, and I sort of, I mean, this is a question for you as well. When we're talking about seasons, do you, are you talking about 30 to 40? Yeah. Or do you talk about 31 to 40? 31 to 40. Yeah, I think that's right. Because we didn't start at zero. Actually, while I'm on... Yeah, that's true. Well, we did have a secret zero. Yeah, but that's never never being shown. <laughs> <laughs> while I'm on that topic, though, do you, when you write graphic design, do you do a capital G and a capital D? Yeah. What about when you write... I probably des- shouldn't, huh? When you write designer. I think it just depends if it's someone's title compared to... Yeah. If I'm saying... It always throws me. Dave the designer, I think. I think I always yeah. put it in capitals and then I go back and change it. Yeah, I think I overcapitalize things. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or caps all the time. Yeah. So I actually went back to episode 30 uh, because I think it was 29 when we last did the sort of catch up. Yep. So episode 30, Maggie Tang. Oh, that's right. Our first Amsterdam fly-in. So, oh, okay, because Maggie was before Gabby. Yeah. Cool, all right. And it was really great to hear, I guess, from her about what what it's like to up sticks and move to another country where you don't speak the language. Right. And still don't really speak the language. Yeah, yeah she came back surprisingly not fluent in, yeah. <laughs> in, in German, right? But I think that was really interesting just to hear like what that was like in... Yeah, arriving, getting a job. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's it's something that everyone, like if you haven't done it, sort of is one of those niggling things at the back of your head. Like sometimes people graduate and then they go backpacking for a while or sometimes people will turn 30 and go traveling. They go, yeah. oh, okay, well, I'll, so, find, yeah. I'll find someone overseas. Yeah. Have you, have <laughs> My you fiance done... and I always joke about that. Oh, really? Well, because all of her friends turned 30. And last went. year and like three or four of them all went I'm moving over to Europe indefinitely <laughs> and um, there's nothing wrong with that it's no. just an interesting in, in, an interesting behavior and decision that seems to happen um, have you done it have you lived overseas well I lived in Korea for mm-hmm. seven months when I was 20 see that's pretty interesting yeah we, I imagine you didn't speak Korean I hung, I, used, I grew up with a lot of Koreans because I did Taekwondo since I was like eight right um, that's but, such a stereotype yeah, yeah, Cronulla yeah. hanging out with Koreans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so cliche. I went back to the mother country to learn Taekwondo properly. Yeah, yeah. and But when I went over there, the trick for me was I didn't really get a chance to learn language all that well because part of the gym that I was working at was teaching English. So they were doing Taekwondo and we were speaking English the whole time. So right. it was like a secondary. The idea was it's a combination of they used to go from maths to English to some sort of martial art. Wow. And so the idea was they did maths and English and then they did 
a martial art and that's English at the same awesome. time. It's space, actually that's space learning, basically. Oh, right. <laughs> so you learn something and then you use your motor skills. Right. Yeah. Awesome. It was cool. It was fine. But then I was teaching in English, which was backwards to me because in Australia, of course, we had Korean masters and they were mm. speaking Korean. So they were doing Hanado Setnet. And then we're doing, I'm going one, two, <laughs> three, four, punch. <laughs> and it just, it just sounded like this bastardized version and felt like a hypocrite, but it was great fun. But um, I wouldn't have done it again. But yeah, I guess that was my point. Like I got it out of the way. I did mm. that and I did a backpacking six month thing as well. I got that out of my system. So I, mm. and then went, all right, let's go career style. What about you? Well, I've always been a wimp. I've always gone to countries that speak English, right? I guess so. Canada, England. Uh, so it's always, oh yeah. I guess I've been barely safe in that. I haven't had to learn a culture and also learn a language at the same time. Yeah, and and try to do a job. And, and I think that's what was interesting about Maggie. It's just she's she's doing design work, which so that still blows my mind. Even though we've had two people on and kind of talked about it to death. I still don't understand yeah. how you could be a graphic designer when typography and language is so valuable in communication to be as good, mm. I suppose. Do you think there's a bunch of sort of Dutch designers going, oh, look at the tracking? Surely. <laughs> there's got to be, right? Yeah, I imagine so. I don't know. Yeah. Although... The Dutch anyway, they're amazing yeah, I mean, designers. I'm sure we're doing everything wrong. In the last episode, talked about that tracking... Is a type designer's fault. Not cool. So we're doing like an episode sandwich now. So we've got the first, no, sorry. first person and then we get that. literally popped into my head. Okay. Cool. I like <laughs> right. it. Episode 31, Jess Haddad. I love this one. This was... She was fun. It was really good. She was so open and transparent. And for someone who hadn't met either of us before she walked in the room, mm. I just saw... And, and literally got off a flight from LA. Yeah. So I think she was just such a star. And she didn't need to tell us all that she did. And, and she really told us, you know, some amazing things, I think. For sure. I don't know whether we thanked her enough for that, because that, that, I think that was a bit of a turning point in some ways about how we interviewed people, because just being able to get down into that kind of story about how she got into design and all the stuff that had happened after that. Yeah. It, yeah, it was definitely like a flowing kind of conversation. Like it mm. wasn't forced or anything like that. And she had some interesting things to tell us. Well, too. especially, I mean, they're just growing, so big now but yeah so from joseph mark obviously for yes. anyone that hasn't listened to that episode they're amazing like they're far out they they are really incredible um their work but i've been following them even more closely since yeah um, they've got an awesome thing on their site now where you can sign up to be a beta tester so oh right obviously got some cool stuff coming so that's a good idea yeah it's really cool yeah. but i think i think what was nice about her is she didn't kind of focus on the successes she talked a lot about the failures as well yeah. and the missteps they'd made and about how they'd learned from that so yeah, I the main thing I remember is the um, the farm that they have. I know that was awesome. It's kind of lucky that that was at the end as opposed to at the start because I was so fascinated. Yeah, um, particularly her and Ben just you know doing a whole other business effectively, yeah. and not and not just getting away from the city to kind of relax. So like this is a like a proper working farm. Mm. So which is very cool. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, you know that that whole thing about you know, I think quite often we look at at people at the success of, of others and forget or maybe ignore, you know, all the mud they had to go through to sort of get to that point. Yeah. And just, you know, just like the rest of us, it's like, it's that idea of like sort of keep on going and just kind of keep slogging it out. Yeah, for and sure. I think, um, I think for me, definitely looking at Joseph Mark, really thinking, you know, just thought they were winning every time they they attacked anything. Right, like from, a, from an outsider's perspective, yeah. like no one's going to put up 
photos of their dirty house or anything no, like that, right? No. Like it's only you're only ever going to see the best of the best of what's available, like yeah. an Instagram filter kind of kind of situation. I really like that. I like going back and seeing the oh, this was a failure, this was a failure, like the Mills talk that yeah. you did for Creative Mornings. Um, what I what I found that I really enjoy now is listening to people talk about the failures that are happening today. Yeah. I've, I've, I've started to really <laughs> perversely so, enjoy that. Really? Yeah. Well, give, give me an example. I, I, I probably don't want to do that without throwing someone under the bus, but, <laughs> um, but just um, hearing people kind of struggling when they have something that they're really passionate about yeah. um, and just trying to make it work and then recognizing that this is, the, this is me wading through shit. Yeah. I've heard this from so many people that I admire that they didn't just wake up one day and were really good at this thing. Yeah. I have to work at it. And today sucks. And yeah. the last month has sucked. And I'm not paying myself enough or I'm not doing this or it's not where I want it to be. But they kind of keep going and it's yeah. exciting. So I think Amanda Palmer, who's Neil Gaiman's wife. Um, Wait, did- Amanda Palmer, the ukulele anthem yeah. player? Um, I don't know whether she, she is a singer as well. Just brought out a new album. No. Amanda Palmer and Neil Gaiman. Yeah, and she does that weird, like, she did that amazing concert where all the audience painted her body. and This has got to be the same Amanda really? Palmer. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, she, she did an awesome TED Talk. I know you're not a big fan of TED Talks, but... Well, no, no, I am. I am. I just the, don't like necessarily going to the events yeah, anymore. Yeah, true. Yeah. The, the, uh, she, it was all about um, asking sort of thing. So... <laughs> Exactly, you said kind of realising you're in a spot where you're not sure how to get out of or, mm. or you're not sure what the next step is and, and the, the kind of power of asking and putting up your hand and saying, oh, bit lost here, mm. and just how she's done that and it's been amazing. Like she got dropped from her label and she put her hand up to her fans and said, I've just been dropped from the label. They all were like, yeah, do, do a Kickstarter. I've seen that talk, yeah, yeah. She was like one of the first kind of pioneers of that Yeah, yeah community, community thing. I think there's... I wonder if we're losing that over time because those things exist, like GoFundMe and Kickstarter, Possible, et cetera. Um, I think there's too many. Well, I think that, like, perhaps Amanda Palmer's situation, she's probably, I'm assuming, I can't remember the talk that well, but I'm assuming she's built up an audience of loyal followers over a very long period of time and yep. um, people have stuck, stuck with her and ups and downs and all that stuff we we're talking about. And then these tools have become available and it's like wow finally there's a tool where i can give her five bucks mm-hmm. and i'll get a copy of the album i feel good because i got to back my person but i wonder if there's like a generation or a or an industry kind of trend these days and some some people come to mind that i won't mention um who are like cool i'm going to tap into that mm-hmm. and that's my strategy from the get-go so i'm going to build an audience and then using that audience i'm going to leverage off that to pay my bills and yep. sell my books and do all this sort of stuff um and i wonder if the authenticity is is going away a little bit because of those tools and now yeah. it's clear that that path exists. And and especially like there were some big companies who kind of got into trouble where they had enough money to kind of put something out, but instead they went to Kickstarter to get the money first. Yeah. And it kind of, kind of ruined some of the, yeah, as you said, authenticity of... And I think those platforms try really hard to curate that mm-hmm. as well. Like I think it's in their interest to try to keep it as pure as possible. But of course things get, things mm. get through, so... Yeah, random thought. There's a shower thought for the episode. Yeah. <laughs> episode 32 was Chris Doyle. So second time we've had Who? Chris Doyle on. Yeah, have you heard of him? Yeah. Um, so we've been spending a bit of time with Mr. Doyle. Uh, and he, he kindly asked if he could look at our branding, which we're 
very well you'll be out by he twisted my arm yeah yeah yeah. So that was amazing. I still love your branding though. I was going to say, I didn't take any offense to that yeah. whatsoever. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, well, of course, like the, the original the original thing was just a logo. Hmm. I mean, you don't, you, don't need a, you don't need a brand that works across multiple platforms and, and speaks to the audience really well, especially at a stage where we didn't really know what we were doing. Mm. And especially... Expecting especially, an audience of es- 10 or something. Well, I mean, if no one listened to any episodes and we didn't like doing it after... Yeah. three episodes we probably wouldn't we would have stopped yeah so we didn't need to spend a couple of months creating a great brand that was just going to die like it mm. I, I really like it because you kind of see these we talk about it a lot in design where we talk about you know doing a doing a startup and failing fast and all that sort of stuff we kind of did it like yeah. just, just in a podcast version yeah. which is which is quite <laughs> fun with no stakes basically but yeah like it's a little logo that got us through and then now it's time for the next big next big chapter i thought the experience of him doing an identity for us, brand for us, mm. uh, was really interesting because I, th- I don't know about you, but it was probably the first time I've been sat on the other side of the table and being presented mm. to. Yeah. Um, and for sure. I don't know. I mean, just getting the client experience, I guess, that whole. What did you, what did you learn? I don't know. Um, or what do you, yeah. He, I mean, he was he was amazing, and we we got you know he brought. How us do you know it's the first time you've ever been on the side? It was exactly. exactly. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so you know we we no benchmark. He brought us coffee and drinks and sat us down <laughs> and you know had the big screen going and that was fun, wasn't it? Getting yeah. presented to um, we got a couple of versions. Sh- showed us a couple of options and how they might roll out and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I I just I had that thought of. Yeah, I don't know whether other designers get enough chance to kind of see what it is like on that side. And I guess, I guess for me, I was kind of, I may, maybe I was critiquing him a little bit as well. I was thinking, oh, that was good. I might use that next time or for sure. that kind of stuff. So, mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I, I really, really enjoyed the experience. And so, something I know that he said that, you know, even though this is this particular type of job, it's still, they're still tackling it from a perspective of yeah. like, if this is the biggest job that they're going to have all year and could really tell um, the way they did stuff. And we're not going to spend the whole episode just, blowing smoke up them but mm. it's it, it was really a lot of respect for them for doing that and i think i think that kind of you know being around a bit more and just seeing how much she was doing no wonder no wonder they're good at their job yeah. <laughs> they yeah. do a lot of things that i wouldn't have thought of it's um you know even um the kids pitch book he did um robin de niro oh yeah is one of my kids favorite books um i couldn't believe it when he told he told me about that over the phone which yeah. was which was really unkind because I couldn't tell if he was kidding or not, <laughs> and I just I and I and I was like, "You're kidding!" Like, you're laughed doing it a off. Kids book. Yeah. Well, he caught. He said, "Have you heard of Robin De Niro, the kids' book I'm doing?" And I was like, "Ha ha ha!" Yeah. He's like, "No, I'm serious." And I, it took about five minutes to work out that he actually was serious. And I couldn't stop laughing about it. It's really. It's got a really sweet end, and I think it's got really nice little things in for the parents who are actually reading it. Mm-hmm. Like little kind of like tongue-in-cheek things about, well, I guess, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Oh, actually, speaking of Robert De Niro, I saw an amazing video last night. Um, it's a short film directed by J.R. Do you know J.R.? He's like a French artist, I guess. I don't. It's written by Eric Roth, and it stars De Niro. Um, and it's called, I'm trying to remember the name of it, Ellis. Oh, yeah? I think. It's well worth watching, if, if anyone, because it's, it's, every shot is kind of like designed. Hmm. Uh, so it's definitely worth watching. And there's a beautiful scene where... De Niro sort of looks out a, a window and sort of snow comes in and it's just like, oh, 
What a great, and it's got awesome soundtrack as well. Nils Fram does the soundtrack, who's one of my favorite penis. So, sorry, completely off topic there, but just well worth. I'm going to re-edit that and make it sound like you said penis. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not going to be like Birdman, is it? Where it's like, oh, it's the most beautiful, most amazing thing no, in it's, the world. It's, it's, just but it's, it's literally about 15 minutes. So okay. it's a, it's a short. That. It's just a short. That's film. about how long I lasted watching yeah, Birdman. Exactly. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. So you didn't like Birdman? No. Really? I only gave it. 10 minutes because uh, unwatchable for, for Claire and I really oh yeah yeah I, we were like I, whoa I really loved it it's amazing how polarized people are on yeah, that yeah that um, is interesting so what, you, ha- you love it or hate it or what did you not like about it like what what was in that first 10 minutes that you were like ah oh, no can't do this I think uh, um nothing, nothing happened there was nothing to latch on to I didn't I didn't yeah. like any of the characters everyone felt interchangeable um felt like it was extremely it does throw you right like, in the middle and you're kind of like, what the hell is going on at the yeah, start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is sometimes fine. But I, just, I just didn't last and didn't enjoy any of anything yeah. there. So. I, think, I think some of the, the shots they did were just in really inventive and yeah. just those kind of continuous shots um, were, were, were really amazing. Um, did you like um, Before Sunset, After Sunrise, all those ones? Have you seen those? No. no. Okay, you, you may not like them. Not much happens. It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode 33, Gabby Lord, OMG Lord. Yeah. So using the ADR budget again and flying people in from Amsterdam. Mm. Not really. But um, so that, I mean, again, just a really opportune time that she just happened to be in Sydney. And Yeah, Gabby's an old friend and, um, you know, she was instrumental in Creative Mornings for a number of years and brought a lot of energy to it and we miss her and kind of I think we've just kept her on the website as part of the Sydney team even though she's nice. she left two years ago just because she's such an important important part um and she's awesome and she's going from strength to strength and I love the newsletter at the moment yeah it's, it's great um, well I mean I've always loved it but mm. I think um I love the idea that she's forcing herself to do it and actually Maggie Tang's doing that at the moment as well um where she's doing like a design a day have you seen that it's a drawing isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. And um, but I like that Gabby is like forcing herself to do this newsletter where she's like, okay, every Sunday this needs to go out. Oh man, I can't, I don't understand this doing things on Sunday. Oh really? No, <laughs> Sunday is a day of peace. Day of peace, yeah. yeah. It's day off. Yeah, the, chur- the church of computer games. <laughs> <laughs> your your poor fiance. Oh yeah. <laughs> Although she's playing Pokemon Go as well at the moment. She is. This episode is going to date real quick. Yeah. <laughs> But um, she she wouldn't um she wouldn't want to admit that to anybody. Okay, so sorry. if everyone can just keep it to themselves, yeah. that'd be great. We actually went to um because she always gives me a lot of grief because I do enjoy computer games. I like yep. games, especially mobile games. Um, well, especially PC games. Um, but especially mobile games. Um, <laughs> and this game really tickles my fancy for lots of reasons. And um, she was groaning and rolling her eyes and everything. I said, I oh, just just play because it'll be fun. Because if we go for a walk, we can kind of just do it. And she loves it. Um, and she's got all these really cute names for the um, Pokemon because she never watched any of this stuff, right? Uh, so you can rename them, can you? Well, yeah, but but so what's happening is she'll, she'll catch one. Um, she could kill me if I, she heard me saying this. <laughs> She'd catch one and she doesn't know the name. And, and so she'll say, so there was a Golbat. So anyone that knows a Golbat, it's like basically a big bat with a big mouth. Yeah. Um, and she caught one in the park and she called it a park bat. And then um, I caught a Voltorb. It's just basically a, um, and I took a screenshot and sent it to her. So it's basically just a, an orb. It looks like a Pokeball, but it's purple. Yeah. Um, and she and she called it a um, angry grapefruit. 
<laughs> which is just Pretty awesome good. and it's just kind of become a, a bit of a game for us now where she tries to guess what they should be called and it's been it's been awesome a, it's been a blast another while we're talking about newsletters as well with gabby's newsletter so the last thing i want to say about that they're really useful kind right. of tips i think which is which is really good with gabby another newsletter so jim from tank oh yeah that's said, right have you been reading that yeah i have yeah, yeah. it's that's i mean it's, it's different it's it's very based around sort of long form i guess and yeah um, but I've really loved them. There was uh, one, I think it was last week, which was about uh, what skills do I need to stay relevant? Yeah. Which was kind of like, oh, that's someone at my age. That's kind of what what, <laughs> what I need to know, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's got, and you know, just he's got such an experience, uh, such a long career. I think some of his kind of viewpoints are really valid, yep. especially in the Australian industry. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's got more experience now than I'll probably ever have in that kind of mm. And me, business yeah. uh, business and design intersection kind of area and he's one of those people that so many people you uh, i respect respect yeah and so yeah um is it ocean the original oceans 11 or something where it says a lot of people uh, he says like something like a lot of people i respect respect you a lot so that's why we're having this meeting or something oh, wow. and i was always like yes yeah, really, that's really cool, cool yeah the um actually while we're talking about newsletters nick hallam from joan does an awesome tiny letter yeah which I always really enjoy. But while I think about it, so Sex, Drugs and Helvetica right. is ending. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, as of, was announced yesterday. Yeah, I, I it think. was a really lovely kind of, I guess, goodbye letter. But hmm. do, you, do you know any more about it? No, just just what was read. I mean, I saw Nick, I saw Nick, Nick posted on Facebook. That's when I saw it. And then read the kind of long version mm-hmm. this morning um, with everybody else. But everything they said in there makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I mean... They were 20-something when they when they did it. And, I mean, they didn't even really intend to do it. They just mm. kind of made it happen and kind of grassroots kind of let's do the best we can and everyone went with them because it came from a... I think because it came from a genuine spot. Like, yeah. it wasn't like... It wasn't like... Um, I didn't go to the first one. Was the first one the same format as all the others? Where they no, the first one The first one was like, oh, we'll ask a bunch of people that we know to talk. Right. And it was more like a mini kind of conference right, of, gotcha. that we would be typically used to. And then when they went to do it the next time, which I think might have even been two years after the first one, I'm not, sure, I'm not quite sure, that's when they came up with the formatting. Mm-hmm. And for those that haven't been, the formatting is um, instead of uh, show and tell, I did this, I did this, I did this. Here's me on Twitter. Thanks very much for having me. Um, which I think we're all pretty over. Yeah. They gave them a brief, and the brief is to take us through a project. And some of them go on a little bit off brief, but usually it's for a really good reason. Mm. But I've I it's on point. And in talking about that it. kind of um, you know, the failures and the missteps you you take along the way, it was awesome it. just to see those kind of you know the I guess the ideas, the concepts that never got through. Yeah. Um, or the concepts they really liked that didn't go anywhere, or that kind of thing. I it just it really. It made me see some of those brands or some of those um, projects that we kind of know and love to see them in a whole different light. And yeah, you, I mean, even when you know that there's all these complicated things happening in the background and the bigger the client, the more stakeholders and the yeah. longer and the more the budget and the more people that have a, you know, a, a dog in the fight and, mm. you know, you find out at the very beginning they were told you can't touch the logo. Yeah. And your biggest grief at the end was oh, just everything but the logo. I would have changed the logo. It's like there was never an option. Yeah. It does remind you that that stuff, that business behind behind closed doors, mm. negotiation and all that sort of stuff is such a big part mm. in, in design. And some people are good at it and some people aren't. Mm. And I aren't. I aren't. <laughs> Grammar, not yeah. my strong point. Mm. Episode 34, Mike Tassetto. Yeah. And I've just written down, what a man, what a mighty good 
man. Yeah. I love Mike. Same. He was awesome. He talked all about motion design and how we can you know, bring life into a brand. But I think what I'm loving about our interviews now, I guess we're really kind of dialing back and finding out who they were and how they got into design and, and that yeah. kind of stuff. And to find out that he was quite a well-known didgeridoo player was awesome. I wonder if it was like quite a well-known didgeridoo player in the world of didgeridoo players or if it's quite a well-known... Well, no, he played at Glastonbury yeah. on, a, on a stage. Yeah. So, because I, I, I said to yeah, him, he would have been famous I, that I was, day. I was like, did at you minimum. just go to Glastonbury and we're just walking around with a didgeridoo? No but one it, would stop you. You could get into anywhere. <laughs> like, if you if you could just play that didgeridoo, he probably just jumped up on stage with the band yeah. that was already playing, and then went, "Let's roll with it." <laughs> yeah, Mike's Mike's fantastic. He guy had a few and, albums. We have to try and dig out an album. Oh wow, really? I have to find out. Okay, yeah, so. I'm sure I'm sure you can hook us up. But you know, and also I think what came out of that as well, maybe this show's starting to become a bit of a place to talk about tough times but you know he talked about having his mouth wired shut yeah which is just insane like yeah which was inspired by uh, a previous episode which was justin which yeah. and justin opened up and told and told like all this stuff that was um that many people didn't know both of us included and we weren't expecting and he never told us he was going to say it and mm. all props and power to him for doing it and then mike was like yeah i got something like that to say like <laughs> because i think that he enjoyed hearing it from justin yeah. and so he he had his own story that you know, maybe sometimes people just aren't asked. Yeah, well, that's true. That is true. And I think, but I think it really, like finding that out about someone really kind of like, wow, okay. And because that would have been so hard just to not yeah. really be able to talk or communicate. And, you know, and obviously he did. And, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I, that would drive me mad. Everyone's living their own life, huh? Yeah. Talking about living life, episode 35, Matt Haynes. What can we say about this? It's the first episode that I had to do a warning before the, <laughs> before the episode. So I, we did a little warning before that episode because from our recollection, we thought, oh, you know, because Matt's a colourful bloke and um, he swore a couple of times. And so we just kind of thought, did we swear a lot in that one? I think we did. So I did a bit of a warning label. <laughs> I've had at least two people after then say I was really disappointed in the level of swearing. Oh, really? Because there wasn't enough. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> because it didn't really warrant the warning. I know, but see, some people can swear well and I think he can swear well. Yeah. It's just, it's just part of his language, I guess. Right, like an exclamation mark. Yeah, but or, or, not, or not even. It's just that where when I swear, everyone's like, ooh, okay. Yeah, you don't swear very much. I know. Cause Is it, it a I dad just, thing? No, I just don't do it very well. Yeah. I think I used to swear a lot and I used to I used to catch people going, oh. Like, yeah. And I realized. I grew like, up swearing a lot and yeah. typing, swearing and all that sort of stuff. And I think I think I just realized that I don't do it well, so maybe I shouldn't do it. It's, I think it's one of those things, I think it's been said before, but like where if you if you do it all the time, it has no power yeah. for most of us. But if you do it occasionally, people go, oh, yeah. uh-oh, <laughs> Matt's really upset. Yeah, so Matt is a force of nature. It was quite the ride that episode. You know, what I love about Matt is he's so hell-bent on making people better. Yeah. It's, he's very selfless in that, in that sort of way. Yeah. You know, making people... <clears throat> strive to do more I guess or demand more of themselves it, it was, I really found it pretty inspirational actually yeah and we went up to um, Analog oh, yeah Analog, Analog Digital it's called the Design Conference the now, Design obviously. Conference always, Apt- always very aptly named yeah yeah you can't go wrong can you yeah. it was amazing it was great as well, wasn't it? I mean we're talking about a conference before with um, Sex Drugs Helvetica which is great because it was unique and it kind of did one thing really well and yep. I think the Design Conference does it felt very personal yeah, I think that's because of Matt. Again, that, yeah. that community thing we were talking about before, like I think as far as I can tell as an, as an outsider, but like everyone 
is rooting for Matt. Yeah. Like we were as well. You know, we're sitting in the audience and he said something pretty vulgar on stage that I don't think anyone else could get away with. And I won't repeat it on the radio because I'm not going to get away with it. Um, but he basically insulted in, insulted a demographic of, of, of people just in the nicest, like clearly tongue-in-cheek kind of way. Um, and I'm in that demographic and I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. And I was just like on board with him from the get-go. Yeah. And I think um, I think it's unique to that community and I think you mentioned as well like he's, ta- he's taken it on the road as well and it's not quite the same yeah but like he's in his element on that stage for sure yeah, absolutely and he was here telling us how nervous he is so the whole time I'm up there going he doesn't look that nervous he, does, but, he doesn't look that nervous but no. he said yeah he was super nervous we so. walked out because we got to do our little panel yeah um, which was all about social media where five minutes in I realised wow I'm so out of my league right um, that's why I kind of started asking questions more than actually answering questions. The Matt Leach, shimmy woo, yeah. <laughs> I think um, as we walked out of that, so we walked out because we'd been talking to Kevin Finn for a long time and I think it was like one in the morning or something and I looked back, there was only one person left in the pub and it was Matt and he looked like he was just about to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, and he was up on, it was up, I think they did creative mornings the next day and yeah. it was at that and that, yeah. that, that started at eight. Yeah. I think he was there at 7.30, so. Just powered through. Good on him. I was really impressed with a lot of the Australian speakers, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I thought Paul Garbutt completely owned his talk. Amazing to see how his mind works because he really took us all through the sort of process. Oh, have a dip in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, just how he sees the world. I mean, yeah. it's just it's quite a unique way, I think. Yeah. So I'm really, I'd really like to get him on at some point, just to yeah, we kind of delve yep. into that. Yeah, we'll hassle him. We I own yeah. an email. We've we've got a few people on our list too. Like I, I may have twisted you, his arm a little bit you, while I was up there. Oh, did you? Yeah. And um, I, back to the corner. I well, yeah, I did so well, and then I haven't emailed him yet. So I oh, know. Really keen to, Set to it get all in up, touch. Yeah. No, yeah. he 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 was really good. And then really like Nicole from Typographer, her with a her at the end. Yeah. I was really impressed by, I mean, I love type anyway, but just really impressed about how, yeah, she just thrown herself into it like hmm. in every possible way, bought old printing presses and just was doing some really interesting kind of stuff that seemed to be really supported by the Brisbane community, but it didn't seem like it had really got out of the Brisbane community yeah, enough yet. for sure. So, so yeah. I think um, that's, we'll probably hear much more from her. Episode 36, another cool. conference, conference owner, Murray Bell. Awesome episode for me because obviously I'd been lucky enough to work with Murray at Designers Kinky and, and at Semi-Permanent. Yeah, You worked at Semi-Permanent as well, didn't you? No, I didn't work there. No, I volunteered as a student to get right. a free ticket once. Oh, nice. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Finding a way in. Murray kindly said that he remembered that, but I don't think he remembered that. <laughs> I bet he did. He's, he's normally pretty good with that. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know what it is, but... Um, Again, with this sort of show, I guess uh, maybe it's your calming demeanor, but he kind of really opened up about some of his early childhood and, and how he was deaf until like... Oh, oh that's right, it? yeah. Age of five or something like that? Yeah. His mum only realised that he was deaf because he would sit on the TV so he could kind of feel the vibrations of the sound. Man, I really relate to that. I didn't actually say it at the time because we were going through a um, bit more of a serious moment than a you know, me jumping in doing my little slapstick jokes. But um, <laughs> that's the same, that's kind of a similar way to how I found out I was colorblind, which was... Really? Um, yeah, which was, I was drawing, what was it? Green trees and brown grass and a purple sky. Nice. And um, I was in year six. Well, you got the trees right. 
Right, but I think it was like grass green. <laughs> right. Um, and it was really wrong. It wasn't even for like colouring in, it was supposed to be for something else. And yeah, I couldn't see it. So you can't be a fighter pilot? Apparently not. No. You know, and that was the one thing that was holding me back. So how does this work though? I mean, does it affect your design career in any sort of way? Yeah, for sure. Colour so- color is a weak, weak, um, weak point. But also I'm not but, a designer. Aren't, so Aren't you just seeing a different colour? Like I, I mean the, the not really the the CMYK numbers are still the same, but you're just seeing a slightly different color, and you'll be like, but it's not like it's not like it's replaced by a different color. The colors blend together much more, uh, so it's kind of like so they both next to each other. Yeah, they kind of like okay. So Pokemon Go is a really good example, <laughs> um, and I'm really glad we can get back to this. <laughs> I only found out the other day because Claire's playing Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> um, she can't hear the, the nodes when you click it. So you click these nodes if you're if you're not playing it. If you're the one person in Australia who's not playing it at the moment, that's, if you that's if me. that might be you, one other, one other person. Um, when you click these little nodes um, and then you collect a little thing, you can't do it again for another fifteen minutes. The idea is that you can walk around, you can yeah, click all the nodes as you go, and you get all these resources, and they turn from blue to purple. But for me, I can't see it at all whatsoever so it just disappeared well no so they just so you can't go back but i i kept i keep trying to do it again because ah. i can't tell and claire said just wait until it changes color oh, i'm like no. oh i didn't know they changed color and she's like oh of course because they're purple and blue wow. and so you kind of you just you don't really know a lot of the time mm-hmm. but it's like a case study on like terrible mobile accessibility right. terrible <laughs> terrible game design in my opinion and like color and the type small and the buttons mm-hmm. are small and everything like that Turns out that doesn't matter if you do the other things correctly. So no. I'm still playing it, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the only really, really way it kind of gets in the way. Um, I remember in design school making sure I never told anybody, right? Because I figured I'll never be able to be a successful graphic designer. Uh, so okay. I never told anyone. Yeah. Maybe a year ago or something. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. It's one of those things where you don't really know if it's gotten in the way or not. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I had that extra level of awareness in color that extra dimension mm. to tell stories and stuff yeah who knows it's a funny thing is it, is it a little bit like uh so they talk about tinnitus in the sense that probably most people have some tinnitus but they just don't realize because they've got so used to it over time it so tinnitus is up. the buzzing in your ear or something right yeah yeah grown so slowly over so long that you have your body's kind of dealt with it like you've Right. Just got used to it, I guess. Yeah. Kind of hear through it. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we we talked to Murray just before semi-permanent, I guess. Yeah. And um, I never got to go along to semi-permanent this year. Did you get to go? I couldn't. Well, because we were at the, conf- we were yeah, the, we're, we're the, the conference. Yeah, we were at the conference. We already, um, already booked tickets and everything there. So, Most they did unfortunately fall on the exact same day. So. Yeah. Most of our students went. So, yeah. Um, and they loved it. They thought it was amazing. Particularly some of the kind of... Um, uh, I guess some of the sort of labs kind that they had where they were kind of talking about the future of mm. of certain things. They they said they were pretty mind-blowing. Mm. So then and I thought he was awesome as well, how he talked all about some of the changes he'd made to Semi-Permanent and, and how, I guess, the breakup between him and Andrew Johnson. And he was just really open about that. And yeah, he was. Total credit to him. Mm. Um, and we were, you know, total geeky fanboys just asking like what happened like yeah. what's, what's going on give us the goss and he did um you know but yeah it's kind of like an end of an era like we kind of yeah I, like i was saying i was saying to him at the time and that you know i grew up semi-permanent was a huge part of my design career and everyone mm. everyone had been and everyone everyone goes and yeah. like you go even when you're a graduate and 
into the industry and everything and it's kind of like the most important thing mm. like if you didn't if you didn't I'm not saying i went to a bad school or anything like that but if you're not exposed to the industry a lot during your education it was actually a really cheap if you compare education yeah. prices to yeah, yeah. a couple hundred bucks yeah. to get access to that sort of stuff other than i mean the internet wasn't what it was what it no. is today you know mm. those books like i poured through those books looking at all this other work there's these other awesome students around the world could do yeah that i couldn't do and i'm like oh people How are that good because yeah. you know i was thinking oh, i'm just a student i'll get better at this mm. but there's actually people that are as good as or to me at that point i could say I, I thought oh they're like professional designers already mm. and i'm still so you know. you know you know that's where empty magazine came from yeah i do yeah so because literally we were getting this amazing work in semi-permanent and i was always going how do they do that like i just don't what's the story behind this what yeah. how you know where did this come from and and it was literally that kind of me and andrew saying we need something else that kind of explains some of this stuff so, yeah yeah episode 37 nigel mckay yep so this episode got a bit technical Although you did manage to get some StarCraft kind of conversation in there. Whenever so, possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only Blizzard title I haven't played, by the way. Never oh, really? Play, never played StarCraft. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's very good that you could talk about it, though. Yeah, well, I know enough about it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I mean, I've known Nigel for ages, and he's such a unassuming kind of person and just non-bragging. And and this came about because I was, I was talking to him, and I think I was talking about the SBS site or something and I had to go on there for something and do something and I was like oh it was really like intuitive and and he said something like um yeah 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 well this is what I was thinking when I did it and I was like what what, what do you mean when you did it and, and then he was like well you know I did the whole SBS website and I was mm. like wow and then I was like in that moment of like I actually don't know what what you do now <laughs> <laughs> I've known him for so long and I don't know whether you've got friends like that but it's just mm. when you when you see each other you catch up and you literally just jump straight back into what you were talking about last time you saw them yeah and it's kind of and then over time you realize you actually don't know what they do or <laughs> yeah <laughs> where not, they work or a lot of my old a lot of my older friends like high school friends and everything like that who i think would fall into that category not so much um but i do i do have a couple of friends where like there was a friend the other day who i bumped into on the street i was like what are you doing here and he's like what are you doing here <laughs> and he's like i just work around the corner I'm, ch I'm channeling his voice right now. Um, <laughs> what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, what do you mean? You're around, you know, anyway, we worked out that we basically, he's basically up the road. Right. He's a block away. Like no he's way. right near Cherburger. Yeah. Um, and he works for a game design company. Wow. I'm like, what? That his friend started. I'm like, what? <laughs> we have to talk about this. I mean, it's just something, talk underwater about it. So yeah, that's uh, the closest yeah. to it that I have. Well, no, yeah. and that's, that's exactly what I, what I mean. Mm. I mean, so he's, he's the head of UX for News Corp now. I think, you know, the sort of data that he's dealing with now is like a thousand times the amount of information that he obviously tackled in our SBS. But so it, it was just pretty amazing to hear about how they deal with that. And yeah. I love that idea that he went away with all these other heads of UX from other major news um, corporations and and talked about their kind of biggest problems they're having. Yeah. And, and the biggest problem they are having is naming conventions. Yeah. I just think that's like, it's just such an obvious thing, but you can see exactly like, okay, well that, yeah, that's a pretty at, big. At scale. Yeah. yeah how that can that's be an be issue. That's a massive thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I, I think, I think that really kind of, I was like, oh, that's, and I love the fact they went to Mexico to talk about it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> that's where you go for naming conventions. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it all began. Mm. You know, talking about that kind of, most of my peers are pretty senior in their roles now. Right. Um, 
and able to influence, I guess, more of the world around them. And, you know, a conversation that comes up quite often over beers now is kind of like talking about sort of second careers or what's next and, you know, stuff mm. that our parents probably never had the opportunity to maybe sure. think about. Yeah. So my question for you, mm. if you're not allowed to be in design anymore, what, what would you do? Assuming that I can make money doing it? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I prob I will probably be in within gaming or tech. Mm -hmm. Is is that allowed? Yeah. Is that yeah, or is that too close? You just can't. You can't do the packaging. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do. I'd love. I'd. I'd be interested in probably pursuing something that I'm doing in my spare time. Mm. You know that idea of turn your passion into your career. I mean, graphic design is design or this whole world that we're in is that as well. Mm. But I once joked with my little brother, this was back when I was playing Warcraft, yes, World of Warcraft, 10 million of us, all right, at one time. And I remember being with my family and we we're having like a dinner or something and we were, my brother and I would always sit next to each other so we could kind of just geek out and talk about the yeah. patch or whatever, whatever was kind of coming up at the time. And someone made a joke that, oh, you could talk about, you could talk about that, you know, forever, yeah. talk about something else. And I said, if I could, and it was possible, I would play this game all day take a break to have dinner and then play it again. <laughs> and they kind of laughed it off. Yeah. And I will never forget my little brother sitting there going, you just don't understand how serious he is. That he would, <laughs> he would 100%, 100% do that. So I guess in that vein. So do you think if you could go back in time and tell yourself that there's a thing called podcasting, that you would have done a game podcast? No, no, no. It's too. It's oh man, it's saturated. I listen to. I really. <laughs> you you would have been one of the first at that time, I guess. Yeah, but no, I, no. I don't think I. I don't think I would have, <laughs> um, because people are doing such a good job. Right. People are doing such a good job at it, and as well, I wouldn't. I don't think that we should or would do a global. This is design and our opinions on it, because I think there are other people doing that really well. Yeah. As well, like which we've spoken about on numerous occasions. Um, so why do it? Like we don't need to. I'm, I've got no interest in being in a crowded market and saying, me too, give me some of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm far more interested in being, cool, this is the thing that we do. We do it better than everybody else potentially, or we try to. Yeah. Um, and that's our thing. And that's and that's what we do. And I'm far more interested in that than being a news show about the latest game mm -hmm. that has come out because there's so many other people that are doing a great job. Yeah, mm. yeah, fair point. Episode 38, we had Lara Allport, yeah. or Horsley now. Another long-time influencer. It was so good to see Lara, even though she said she was half asleep due to new baby all-night issues. She um, was fine. She was full she, of energy. She was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, her and Simon have really created a really unique business, or, or businesses, I should say, especially in the national grid and, and the drawing arm. It's very focused on family, and, I, and you already brought it up, but they... They popped into my head when you had Mills, well, when you did the Creative Morning with Mills. Yeah. Because he was talking all about the fampany. Yeah. And just that, that idea that we spend so long at work that if we're going to be at work, we need to, it needs to be more than just the pay at the end of the month kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I, that, that really made, and I think, I think Simon and I have really created that really, really amazingly over, over what they do. Yeah, it sounds like it. I so, mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, something to strive to right like yeah. something to prioritize which it sounds like they're doing mm. all the time talking about creative mornings sir mm. what are you doing with creative mornings so i'm handing over my tyrannical 
control. <laughs> the dictator is over. The dictator is over. It's yeah. um, yeah. It's so it's been five years. Wow. Of running creative morning. I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah, so that's a long time. That is a really long time to to do something like that every month. Yeah, one a month. Have you ever missed, missed a month? Yeah, I missed one month right. last year. It's pretty. Good and I was really, years. I was extremely upset about it actually. Um, and I missed two events other than that where I couldn't physically be there myself. Right. Yeah, that killed me missing that one mm. because it just it just didn't happen. Like we we like begged people to do it, and just sometimes these things just don't work out. And and one out of however many we did, um, forty eight or something, is is pretty good. But I would have liked to would have been. No, we never missed a beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, the reason the reasoning for that is is to, mostly you could boil it down to time. Yeah. Uh, we're doing this right now. Um, instead of doing something else. I remember actually a really long time ago, you, someone was talking about, hey, you guys should do this in education. And I remember you very well saying, yep, that's, that's a great idea. But you got to remember when you put something in, you have to take something out. Yeah. So what do we take out? And I, and I, I love that. And I think it's a little bit like that with life. Like you only have so much, you have so much time. We all complain about time, but I'm talking about home time, yep. family time, um, planning. It's a complete choice. Nothing time. Like, you, yeah. like there's 24 hours in the day. It's your choice how you spend that. Yeah. Um, so, and that's what I always catch myself when I complain about. Like, I haven't got any time for this. I'm like, this is actually my choice that I haven't got any time for this. Correct. So, thinking about that in the future, I've had the same sort of thought. And like a year, a year and a half ago, when I was living by myself or living with roommates and all mm. that sort of stuff, I could I could be you know running the industry programs until nine o'clock, coming home. Yeah punching out emails and doing this and that and then getting up at 10, 10.30, going to the gym, coming to work. Like, could just do whatever I yeah. wanted because I've, I've kind of always had a bit of a flexible career for the last five or six years. But I live with my fiance now and getting married and then, you know, we're probably going to start a family and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of just looking into the future and thinking, does does this Creator Mornings thing with everything else actually fit? And it doesn't. Yeah. Kind of like just sitting down doing the math and going, whoa, this doesn't add up to 24 hours. <laughs> Um, well, so that, I mean, you've, you've you found someone you want to hang out with, and you know that's yeah. I want to do that as well. You, yeah, it's you, way, it's actually, way more fun. Yeah. You're not actually hanging out with her, then you know what's the what's the point? So so yeah. So the goal is to find someone who who does have the time and and does have the energy and does for, have for the, creative mornings. Yeah, to yeah. run it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, what we would usually do is we would find someone from the team to take over, mm-hmm. but you know internally we no one in the team has the capacity either. You know, t- thinking it's really interesting reading the article from. Zach and Nick and Leisha and everyone from um, Sex, Drugs, Helvetica. Because yeah. I read that really carefully because I'm like, oh, I need to do one of these. Soon. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was really well written. And they mentioned something, you know, we were 25 something people and yeah. when we started this thing and you just have more time. Yeah. And now, you know, they've got their own businesses, some of yeah. them. They've got, you, know, you have to start thinking about the future. And there is, it's, it's a little bit sad, but it's also like a bit of a rite of passage, I think, yep. this sort of stuff. It's kind of like cut your teeth a little bit just opens the way for someone else yeah well yeah. that's it like should i be doing this if my if my heart's not in it as much as it was no yeah because it's not mine and and there's lots of people i think that are out there that i haven't met yet that would be better at this yeah. right now than i'm than i am and i'm going to be so you know that idea of hiring someone that's better than you like there's, there's going to be better people out yep. there so absolutely and someone that's going to that's going to do it really well so that's the situation we're in that's not even public yet so i guess oh, well. i guess we're announcing it here you heard um, it here first great now i have to do all this stuff <laughs> but yeah so we're on a mission to to you, find someone you've got so. some awesome people coming up for the so you're going to do the next couple yeah well so yeah that's that's actually been really refreshing so i've just gone yeah full dictator and 
just looked at you know this massive list of people that I really want to to speak and realized I've only got we've only got five more events before yeah. the year's out so so who can we who can we who who do I want to get before my my reign of tyranny is over <laughs> yeah we got some cool people uh, uh, I don't know if I want to announce exactly who okay. they are yet just in case it falls falls through because yeah, they sometimes yeah, yeah, do um, but yeah I got some really exciting exciting people some people that have been on the show too next friday though you can announce um so right which is dave, dave foster, dave foster. Who just happened to be episode 39 for us as well yeah so did, did you have a word with him afterwards maybe i may have <laughs> i may have given him an extra beer and t- <laughs> twisted his arm a little bit and we've seen dave talk at um the distillery that that one time ages yeah. ago and he was great and um he wouldn't have said yes if he if he didn't want to do it i feel so i I love the fact that he was like uh i'm not really a typographer i do it a little bit but i'm more of a type designer and we're like what yeah come on mate yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so i think i think that that was really good to hear and i think um i like i'm i'm in awe of mr foster i mean as anyone who heard the episode i met him when he was 15 and and you know I, i called him a bit of a prodigy and he kind of brushed it off really brushed off and sort of said no 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 i just knew what i wanted to do but i think I've been thinking about that and is is a prodigy just someone who does know what they want to do faster than anyone else i don't know i I thought a prodigy was like some sort of super genius or something like that and i don't know if he is or he isn't but i i definitely agree with that i mean he i mean from what he said he knew what he wanted to do that early on god what an advantage that is i still don't know what i want to do no i mean exactly i had a vague idea that it was something in the creative industries yeah i think but then you know when i sort of went to college or got into it a little bit i was like oh my god i didn't realize it was that much in yeah the creative industries and got even more confused so and wanted to do a little bit of everything yeah um but he was yeah he was very focused yeah so yeah i think i think that was that's pretty amazing so that i really enjoyed that episode as well just to kind of hear from him and and hear about you know how those steps he's taken over the last 15 years yeah where he's just sort of grown and grown to you know redesigning or helping redesign the optus logo with re yeah you know just what a massive job that is and yeah oh and i think to what i was doing when i was 15 jesus what i was doing when i was 22 like (laughs) yeah i'd moved to canada i just moved to canada so that was me that's mucking around i was the aussie yeah long hair yeah such a pretty girl yeah but so that takes us up to episode 40 so what happened on episode 40 uh oh yeah well this is (laughs) well this is it um so episode 40 more or less is is our it's like the end of an era like i feel like we're from we've gone through the process that this is something that we're going to do for quite some time and something we both really enjoy and people seem to continue to listen to and seem to really enjoy yeah, as well thank you, so everyone. yeah and um we'll just keep doing it while people want to listen i suppose yeah. has your mum actually listened to an episode yet my no my, my i don't mom, think so my hasn't either. i don't think so yeah <laughs> I, I got some a lot of friends who do yeah like even friends that aren't in design yeah um shout out to the boys but um but yeah like i think what's really exciting now is this kind of end of this chapter of cool this this kind of work to great let's see where this thing can go and um and who knows i mean is it just a podcast or is it something else and i like i'm really excited to kind of explore that over the next year and 
something that's really humbling is this new brand and this website. Yeah. Could have just been a logo on a website and it was, and it was fine. Um, but it's really kind of kicked things into a different, totally different chapter. It feels like we've got something to live up to now. Exactly. So, which is great because it's not, it doesn't feel like it's just us here now. It feels like there are people in the community, like obviously our friends and they've done an enormous, enormous favor that we could never repay them for, which is, you know, mentally friendly have, have built this website we, we called a couple of people to see who had capacity to kind of help us out with this and um, didn't didn't quite happen. And then as much as they wanted to do it as well, lovely, fantastic people. But then when I called, I called Nick and I said, so, um, like voice wavering a little bit. I asked so much from that man. And I just sort of said, so we're doing this stuff. We're creating this brand with, with Chris. And, you know, if it's, it's only going to live online. So if we don't have a website, it's kind of like, what are we doing this for yeah. in the first place? And needs to kind of come alive we need a website he went yeah let's do it straight away like to his credit um and that's that's incredibly kind of him and um yeah i don't know what else i can say about that but so shout out to nick obviously from from mentally friendly and 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 yazin um who has turned out to be an incredible wizard um like dealing with him he's got the name for a wizard man yazin the wizard the stuff he's done, like hopefully you guys are listening to this on the website or you, you know, this will drive you to go to AUSdesignradio.com um, and and check it out and tell us what you think. Um, you know, Chris Chris and Josie had done some amazing... Yes. Um, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Josie. Thank you. Amazing, like, brand and design work. and But something we often talk about, like I often talk to graphic designers and digital designers as well about this relationship between a designer and a developer. Yep. Um, and should we be both and should we not and, all that, and working with them and who do you work with and all that sort of stuff and the amount of times that I've spoken to Chris or Josie about how amazing Yasin has been and just talking about how it's like the perfect relationship where he's incredibly creative Yeah. so it's not that relationship where it's like oh can we can we do this can we do this oh no it's probably best if we don't it's cool that's a really interesting idea how, how about this or what do you guys think about this or mm. I've done this what do you guys think about that and He's just done stuff that we we could never do because we don't play in that box. And a lot of the ideas have stemmed from Chris and Josie's original planning. Yeah. And looking at the website today, it's kind of like there's all these elements that, that came up in the in the pitch briefing that have now come to life in a, in a way that I don't think anyone could have done or expected to do imagined, themselves. Yeah, yeah you yeah. couldn't have imagined it yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a website for a podcast. Like, yeah. it, it, it is what it is, but, like, it's just so clever I think, and we're so fortunate to have, yeah, like our friends building this stuff yeah. for us. They've, they've done all the hard work. They have, and, <laughs> and thank and yeah. thank you, like all to all the guests we've had as well. Just yeah, we've never had anyone turn us down, and just everyone's very supportive and and just really keen to to be involved. So yeah, that's been really lovely. Yeah, and you know, obviously for listening as well, like your times. <laughs> valuable like yes. i ignore i ignore stuff and just don't listen to things as well because time's worth money but we're gonna we're gonna try to kick it up and do some do a lot more episodes as well as we go we've we've got i mean i think when we started we had a giant list of industry people we wanted to speak to and that list is like tripled now yeah, no. so it's not like <laughs> we're growing it's not like we're chipping away at it we're, yeah. we're adding to it over time and suggestions go for it yes, tell us what you think is. about the website if you find a bug let us know <laughs> there's going to be bugs Thank you all for listening and looking forward to another 40 episodes.